1: You're listening to C L N S Media, powered by BetOnline.ag. Go to C L N S Media.com/roll. Use our promo code C L N S fifty for fifty percent off your first deposit. This is July second, and this is the Bruins beat on C L N S Media. Welcome back to the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. My name is Evan Marinovsky, and this is being recorded right smack dab in the middle of free agency. This is being recorded on July 1st. Um, This podcast will be dropping on July 2nd. So there might be some moves that happen um, after this is recorded, which is recorded at 3 p.m. So... We didn't get to those. It didn't happen when we recorded it. Very sorry. Uh, you can find our analysis on Twitter. Um, but at any rate, my guest this week was Brandon Cher cohen of the Hockey Writers, who is a tremendous, tremendous writer and a great Twitter follow. Uh, we've known each other a really long time. Uh, we of sure reacted to everything NHL free agency related. Uh, we first, we reacted to what the Bruins did, which wasn't much, and then we sort of went into the rest of the NHL. We criticized some teams. We commended some teams. Um, it was a pretty interesting conversation regarding free agency in general. Um, obviously, you know, the bulk of reaction in America to free agency is with the NBA, um, so you don't get to hear a ton about the nhl here it is this is your reaction to the nhl free agency this is all you can listen to for nhl free agency just this podcast just Bruinspeed, nobody else if you listen to anybody else i don't want to even tell you what's going to happen to you um but at any rate um it was a really interesting conversation it was a ton of fun and uh so yeah here's my conversation with brandon Cher cohen and we're here with brandon Cher cohen brandon what is up
0: I'm doing pretty well. How's it going, Evan?
1: It's going well. Uh, free agency day obviously is upon us. We're recording this uh, at three o'clock on Monday, July first. So you'll be hearing this. This is coming out July second. Uh, we're sort of in the middle of free agency. You, we both carved out some time to do this. I, uh, you know, it's just it's been such a crazy day. I feel like a lot of things have been happening. Um, you blog all this for the hockey writers, right?
0: Yeah, I cover uh, any news thing that happens. Um, I have a team right now. Usually I do the, like, full news releases plus the trackers and stuff. Uh, this year I've decided I'm going to pretty much just do the tracker, and I have the team that covers the releases. But, yeah, uh, every piece that comes down, I uh, manually put it in the tracker and keep it updated.
1: Yeah, that is a that is a lot to do. I did a live blog for the, um, the NHL draft this year because the Bruins had a first-round pick. <laughs> and wait until number 30 for the Bruins. It was like, oh my god, like please. It was a Friday night, but they're good. I mean, I, I love your, your, the stuff you do over at the Hockey Writers, uh, but blogging and, and, and doing everything. It's, it's good you have the team doing it, the other stuff for you, because if you had to do it all, I mean, I imagine you probably couldn't even do this podcast. So, uh, thank god you have the team. So we're going to start with the Bruins, uh, and then we'll go sort of bigger picture into the NHL. Um, breaking news, the Bruins really didn't do much. Uh they haven't at least. Um, to ru- pretty much run through the day. They extended Connor Clifton three years, a million per. Um they signed uh goalie Maxim Legacy. You can finally trade Rask. You got legacy. I'm kidding. Yeah, but, trade um, Rask.
0: No, absolutely trade no, I'm definitely not on that can.
1: Trade not, Rask, legacy. trade everybody. He's legacy's the new starting goalie. Um <laughs> He signed Brett Ritchie. Uh I don't have the terms in front of me on that one. One year, one he million. Had- one year, one million, yeah, uh, just a, a 12th to 13th forward. And they lost Nolachari to Florida. And Johansson, no one really knows about yet. That's sort of we're waiting to sort of hear about. So out of those four things, what stands out to you the most out of them? Because they're not that big, but what stands out to you out of those four?
0: It's got to be Connor Clifton. Like you said, it's three years, a million dollars per year, but he already has a year left on his contract. So it breaks down to his four years now remaining uh, at $750,000 a year. And I don't think you can find better value for a guy. I mean, obviously we just saw him for the first, what was it, like 30-something games this year, including postseason. But the guy looks like he fits. The guy looks like he's absolutely a, an option on the right side. And, I mean, you didn't pay anything to get him, and you're not paying anything to really keep him. So I think this is the the best-case scenario. Um, Don Sweeney is kind of interesting to me in the sense that sometimes they'll sign a contract like the David Backus contract or, you know, the Matt Balessi contract. And you'll think, wow, what are you doing? This is very clearly not a great deal. And then other times he'll sign deals like this, like, you know, Brad Martian and uh, David Pastanek, or he'll sign this deal with uh, Clifton. Who obviously, you can't compare the uh, the magnitude of the deals, but a million dollars or at this rate, other a million dollars per season, that's as good a value as you're going to get for, a. I mean, I would say a sixth defenseman easily on this team. Um, yeah, I think it's, I, mean, I think it's just never do to move up, obviously, because of uh, McAvoy and Carlo, but definitely the third option on the right side, I think, if uh, if Kevin Miller isn't healthy.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's a great deal, honestly. I mean, it works for both because, you know, it's his first, it's going to be his first full year. You give him a nice extension, say, hey, we believe in you, you know, a million a year, or, you know, pretty much what they gave him was a million a year. It was great. Um The goalie, Maxim Legacy, again, helps their goalie depth. I I don't look at that and go, oh my god, you know, as we joked, you know, trade rask, in reality, god no. I mean, (laughs) no, 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 no. (laughs) I hear a single person say, well, Legacy's doing well in Providence this year, time to bring him up and maybe have him compete for the starting job. No, 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 no. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to do that. It'll happen. Oh, of course. My God. It's Bruin's Twitter. Anything goes. Um, <laughs> I had a guy today. I tweeted out when the Bobrovsky contract went down, which, which we'll get to later in this podcast. Uh, I said, never complain about Tuka Rask's contract again. And the first comp reply was, can we still complain about showing up? Uh, can we still complain about him not showing up in must win Stanley Cup final games? And I was like, Oh, you, you, nice. you want to, <laughs> you do what you, you go do what That's you a- do. Don't care. How That's a new time? one. I haven't heard that one
0: before. Wait a second. I know. Let, me, let me rephrase that. I've only heard that one before.
1: <laughs> it's original. It's very original. <laughs> I like it. In that. Um, the Brett Ritchie thing, Joe McDonald, the athletic, tweeted out uh, around, like, I think 12 o'clock, the Bruins were looking to add depth. Again, they still can. We're acting as if this is over. It isn't. It just isn't. Oh, it's the first mentality.
0: day. It's the first three hours of free agency.
1: <laughs> I know. They couldn't end it for this podcast, unfortunately. But um, the depth, as of right now, looks like they signed Brett Ritchie, who's the four, two 220-pound, uh, you know, big power forward lug uh, from Dallas. Uh, and I'll read you his statistics. 16-17, uh, he had career high in uh, goals, assists, and points. At 16 goals, 8 assists, 24 points in 78 games. 2017-18, uh, 7-7 uh, and 14 in 71 games. In this past year, he had 4 goals, 2 assists, 6 points in 53 games. Um, he really will probably not leave the fourth line if Ethan gets into the lineup. Um, he's just kind of there for depth. Do you have any reaction to that move up to that signing at all?
0: I mean it gives them another option as a right shot winger, I guess, and he's big, so I guess that's kind of as much as you know Sweeney and Cassidy have done great things in Boston they've all like i said they've also both done things that are kind of like question marks uh in different ways, obviously one's making the team and one's uh deciding you know personnel decisions but uh six foot four two hundred and twenty pounds uh for the you know the old school n h l general manager and coach, that sounds great. And you see, well, he scored 16 goals that one season. Maybe we just haven't seen him get the right opportunity. And for a lot of fans, that's what they're going to see. Uh, they haven't seen Brett Ritchie play. I can guarantee you that 99% of Bruins Twitter doesn't know who Brett Ritchie is. But they're going to look at his Hockey DB page and see the 16 goals. They're going to see six foot four. He's only 26, I want to say. Uh, it's not something that you can really quantify and say, well, look, that one season, that's not the outlier uh, in a bad way. That's the outlier in a good way. We can we can get that kind of production if we you know if we see him get used in a proper way. Uh, I don't think it's a bad deal because again, it's one year, one million dollars. Who cares? I can't say that signing a, a defenseman to a one million dollar contract is almost nothing and then complain about a four we're getting one million dollars. You know, I, that would just be yeah. hypocritical. Um, I also hate reacting to things as they happen, whether it's a draft pick, whether it's a signing, unless it's a very egregious signing very, like, very clearly. Um, one year, one million, it's very clearly a depth deal. There, there's nothing wrong with this signing. Like you said, he's probably not going to see much time, and if he does, I mean, hey, maybe he'll shock us. Like I said uh, in the signing piece, maybe he'll be the next Tim Schaller, maybe he'll be the next uh, Chris Wagner. You know, a guy who comes in and people are like, "Wow, why this guy?" and then he becomes a fan favorite.
1: Who knows? Yeah, the Bruins have this weird thing where they turn these, you know, fourth line—they turn these fourth line guys into superstars. Yeah. I mean, this past year the fourth line was idolized, you know, like Corrali, you know, Corrali, Achari, and and uh, Wagner, or you know Nordstrom, whoever you want on the on the wing. It was like, oh my God, you know, they're coming on the ice. And the year before, you know, you had Tim Schaller scoring these highlight reel goals and and being this, you know, these great this great penalty killer. And it's so funny, like, kind of leads me to my next point with Nolachary, you know. I loved Achari. I thought he was great. He was a great fit, you know, played really well, great penalty killer, you know, shot blocker, all that fun stuff, you know, could add offense when you need it, great on the forecheck, blah, 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 blah. But he goes to Florida for three years uh, with a, for $5 million in total, which comes out to, I think, about $1.6 a year, if my math is correct, um... And that would, if he, if that was the same contract he got on the Bruins, he'd be making more than Corrali, Wagner, and, and Nordstrom. I mean, I think you know you can slot in a guy like Brett Ritchie for Achari. You can slot in a guy out of Providence. You you can find a guy for seven hundred thousand and plug him in because it just feels like they always have a good pulse on what makes that fourth line go.
0: Yeah. So that's the thing too. When you look at the fourth line and whether it's you know, Achari or Chris Wagner or really any of those guys in that line, um. They're not overly huge players, but they are quick and they hit like wrecking balls, right? That's the whole like the demeanor of this fourth line. They don't have to be big and mean, but they have to play mean. So getting a six foot four guy doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be great. I don't think he's a slow player. I just don't think he's the kind of guy you really necessarily look at and say, hey, this guy's going to be a death offensive scorer. At the same time, we just mentioned we didn't really see that in the past with other players. Uh, as far as the is concerned, uh, I wrote this huge monster piece, and I said that basically a needs to be let go. For example, the reason you said, you know, the, there are plug-and-play options. You can't spend too much money on that position, especially at three years. Uh, it's not a, a situation where you have to commit money to. And even if it doesn't seem like a lot, you know, 1.6 versus 1 million, and it's for three years instead of one. If you do that 1.6 million instead of 1 million, you're looking at over half a million dollars. You do that three times, that's one and a half million dollars. That's the difference between. You know, a first, second, and third round offer sheet or a first, first, second, and third round offer sheet. Just for example, like it's significant. Um, and I don't want to mention the offer sheet because it's fresh on my mind because the bunch of Canadians just offer sheeted
1: Sebastian Ajo. So. so, so why don't we get to that? I was going to save that to the end, but why don't we get to that? Literally, like, what, 20 minutes before we decided to do this podcast, um, this gets announced that the Canadians offer sheeted, uh, Hurricanes with Sebastian Ajo. And I, and before I get to the details of it, uh, Sarah Sivian, we all love Sarah Sivian here in Boston. Love Sarah. Hurricanes for the Athletics. She just tweeted um, what Don Waddell said. Uh, where is it? He says, um, she tweeted, so, oh, w- Don Waddell, Waddell on offer sheet. It's certainly a surprise. It's a surprise it wasn't more. Literally, we got the email at 2.40 today, so all people are not fully aware yet. Um, I think this is hysterical. This, If you're not involved with the Hurricanes or the Canadians at all, like this is just, pure, history, like just funny. This is hilarious. It's chaos. It's great. It's chaos. It's honestly, it's not what we expected. You know, people for so long were like, Oh, you know, I wonder if, uh, if anyone's going to offer sheet Aho or, and no one really expected it, but Chris Johnson, um, from sportsnet. Yeah, yeah. From sportsnet, um, says that the offer sheet is a five-year offer sheet, um, for 42.2 million. Um, I mean, everyone expects the Hurricanes to just match it, but, I mean, <laughs> what a development on, on on this July 1. I mean, wh- holy crap, right?
0: Yeah, uh, if you want, I can break it down for you even more to show you just how crazy you it is. Do do. Like, so uh, even further with uh, with Sarah, she also tweeted out that what Elle said. I know my summer just got better because I'm not going to spend all summer working on a contract now. And the reason he says that, I'd imagine, is because this contract breaks down to, so it's $8.454 uh, million per season. Which puts it in the third highest uh, tier, which is a first round, second round, and a third round draft pick. Uh, if they would have gone to 8.5 million, which is you know like a half a million dollars more, again breaks out how important that half a million dollars can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd really get two first round picks, a second and a third. But this is where it really gets interesting. So it breaks down: its five year deal, 11.3 million dollar signing bonus, and 700 thousand dollar salary in year one, 9.87 signing bonus, 700 thousand in year two, 695 and 750. And then the last two years are 5.25 and 750. signed signing bonus and salary. But in the first 12 months of this deal, uh, Ajo's do 21 million dollars. So basically it's kind of like a poison pill where if you want to get Ajo, you're going to have to pay like pretty much your entire year's like gate for, uh, for this one player. And that might seem restrictive for a small market team, but the Hurricanes are owned by Todd Dundon, or Tom Dundon. He is very, very wealthy. So I can't imagine he's going to let, uh, number one center go. Because of that twenty one million dollars. And also when you consider a first, second, and third round pick for a player like Aho, that's nowhere near enough value. Especially considering the contract is less than they probably expect to pay, up. I think they're looking at nine and a half million dollars a year. And now they're getting for over a million dollars less. That seems like an easy deal to me.
1: Yeah. I mean I think I look at it and it's like, you know, the Hurricanes have so much momentum coming off this past year with a bunch of jerks. They go to the Eastern Conference Final. They have all this hype around them. The only way you lose that hype is if you lose Sebastian Ajo. There's no way in hell they don't match this. Or that, By the way, great breakdown. Awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> for everybody listening, for everybody who is not you know adept to uh, the breakdowns on Twitter and all that fun stuff, that was an awesome breakdown. Basically, um, a
0: huge signing bonus, very little salary.
1: Yes, exactly. Um But – Again, they'll 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 match it, but I just I find the whole situation to be comical. This is awesome. It's great for NHL Twitter. It's great for just everybody in general. I feel like this is just such a funny story. This is, did I read correctly? This is the first offer sheet since 2013, or am I completely wrong on that?
0: Yeah. So Ryan O'Reilly signed the last one. It was two years, 10 billion with Calgary, and. uh uh, Colorado ends up matching it, and then ends up trading him a few years later to uh, Buffalo, which then led him to St. Louis, and we're going to stop there. We're not talking about St. Louis. We'll stop
1: Louis right. right there. <laughs> <laughs> nothing happened
0: I, since then. I don't know yeah, what even probably, happened after went to St. Louis. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Ryan really, has done nothing since, actually. It's kind of weird.
1: <laughs> didn't they Didn't they sell everybody uh, when they were in last place on January 1st? They were, didn't they trade Braden Shen and Ryan or They jailed everybody off. They, I'm Jake sure. Allen is, They fired Jake Allen into the sun, and they put, like, some random kid in that. I don't even know. But before we get back into everything, I want to tell you about my good friends over at BetOnline.ag. They're more than just some online betting platform. There's a lot of them out there, but none are quite like the great folks at BetOnline.ag. Their approach is focused on the player, who is you, and they built their incredible reputation on offering you, the clients, nothing but the best. From cutting-edge technology to enticing promotions and the latest sports betting odds, they have it all. They're famous for their sports book where there are live lines on all major sporting events across all the major sports, including the NHL, the MLB. Now we got the World Cup going. We got a lot of things going on right now for, uh, middle of July or beginning of July, excuse me. Uh, their live betting feature allows you to bet on your favorites quick and easy and in real time. They have everything. If you'd like to bet on whatever sport you'd like to bet on, could be baseball. Red Sox just got their asses handed to them in London. I hope you didn't bet the Red Sox, but I do hope you bet the over. Um, or if you want to bet on the World Cup games, use my personal promo code CLNS50 at clnsmedia.com backslash Bruins to get 50% cash back on your first deposit. Again, that's promo code CLNS50 at clnsmedia.com backslash NHL Bruins. If you guys want to keep this podcast free, which I imagine you would, and also maybe help pay my college tuition, which would be really nice, go there and take advantage of this great opportunity. That's betonline.com. A-G. All right. Let's get back in. Now let's look at sort of the NHL as a whole. I'm not going to read through every single deal. I'm going to ask kind of general questions that will get us going on different contracts and players. Sure. Um, what deal surprised you the most that was a prominent deal?
0: Uh, I mean, Joe Pavelski going to the Stars, I know that was one of the two teams that he really was like hammering it down with. It was the Stars and it was the uh, the Lightning. But... It's just seeing him leave San Jose and going to a team that I don't really see as a contender. That was just, I guess, strange to me. I wouldn't say it was a huge deal, um, but it definitely stood out. Actually, I, I'm going to say a bigger one. Panarin going to the Rangers, again, that was expected. We thought that, you know, it's a team that he wanted to go to. I was sure he was going to go to the Islanders. And if it wasn't the Islanders, it was going to be Florida. So the fact that the Rangers now have gotten Panarin, Kako Kako, and Jacob Truba in the same offseason, that's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, the Rangers rise, that whole area, all of New York and New Jersey, which are really just the Rangers in the, end. <laughs> the Devils. <laughs> still, I mean, these, these, you know, the Rangers were headed for, you know, what many thought was a rebuild. They go out, they get Truba, they get Capo Caco in the draft, which, you know, adds to their rebuild, but then you go out and get Artemi Panarin. Um, from what I know, it's seven years, 11.6 million average annual value. Am I right about that? Uh, for, for, um the bread man? Um Yeah,
0: seven years, eighty one and a half million over the term.
1: Yeah, so it's a lot of money, but it is worth it for a guy like him. Um, you know, again, the thing about the Rangers is, you know, they you we should have seen this coming because they don't have many years left with Lundquist, and he's sort of the centerpiece of their team. They gotta win now because or else this guy or else Lunquist is getting shipped off or he's just never straight up never gonna win anything. Um because the the years are dwindling with him. And you know he hasn't looked amazing. He didn't look amazing last year. So, I mean, they, they kind of had to do this stuff. You know, as much as we're gonna praise them for it in the next you know couple months, they had to do this. Um, for me, the Pavelski stuff, it surprised me. I mean, I think Dallas. You know, they went to the second round this year. They got to Game Seven. Um, I think this helps them a lot. I just think seven million dollars is a lot of cash. Um, but Pavelski kind of provides that leadership. You know, I think that. You know, Sagan kind of needs to stay in line. Jamie Ben, you know, is a is a leader, but I don't know if the track record's really been there. Um, I don't look at Jamie Ben and go, "What a leader!" I yeah, got not like, like a top college. five captain. No, not at all. And I think <laughs> having not a bad Kavel-
0: player,
1: but- no, no, no good, ha- but- he's
0: not a bad leader either. But he's not like he's not Patrice Bergeron in the room.
1: No, not even close. And I think that's sort of what a guy like Sagan needs. You have a guy like Pavelski come in who's been to a cup, hasn't won, but has been and sort of been like, All right, this is sort of what we gotta do, um, to at least get back there. So I don't hate that. The big move of the day also props I mentioned this earlier, props to New Jersey for getting Wayne Simmons for a year and uh five million. Um, they're just doing everything right now and you know Mad props. I mean, I don't, they came you? out of nowhere this offseason. And, and, you know, you get Subban, you get Simmons, you draft Jack Hughes first overall. I mean, they're going to be, they're going to be good next year. That Atlantic division is going to be scary. And then the, the trade that got me the most today was Sergey Bobrovsky to Florida. Now we all ex- we, you expected that, right? I mean, I expected it. Most people expected, uh, Bobrovsky heading to Florida. Um, but for the money and the term, seven years, 70 million, Bobrovsky's 30. Yeah. You're telling me at 37, they're still gonna to want to pay him seven million dollar, or ten million a year? I, my takeaway from this was never ever criticize the Tuukka contract ever again.
0: Yeah, Bobrovsky, look, he's a great goalie, and Carey Price is a great goalie. But I'm gonna say the same thing I said about Price when it came down, uh, which people disagreed with me at the time. They said I said that Carey Price's contract was not a good contract. I said it might be the worst contract I've ever seen in my life, ten and a half million dollars over eight years, kicking in in his age 31 season with a full no movement clause in all eight years, and they retroactively gave him a movement clause in the last year, his current deal at the time, and he already had injury concerns in his legs, and he had, like, the the constant – I mean, it's not an injury issue, but he gets the flu every single year. I don't know what it is. It's kind of weird to me. But <laughs> uh, but the leg inju- uh, injuries are also a concern. So you factor in injuries, age, no movement clause in all eight years, the cap hit being the highest we've ever seen for a goalie, and one of the most – uh, expensive deals we've seen for any player in general. You don't pay that for a goalie, in my opinion. Uh, a horrible deal. So I can't excuse this deal with uh, Bobrovsky either. You're talking about $10 million a season for a goaltender who, like you said, is already uh, 30 years old. And no disrespect to him. He hasn't actually. I mean, you want to talk about two never winning anything. What has Kerry Price won? What has Bobrovsky really, you know, won in his career? What is Legis Nothing.
1: <laughs> Nothing. They don't. And I think that, you know, again, this is going to hit at the topic that, that I think needs to be talked about more and that goalies cannot be the centerpiece of your team. You know, Lundqvist is, is pretty much the centerpiece of the Rangers. Carey Price, centerpiece of the Canadians. Bobrovsky is now going to be the centerpiece of Florida. They're not going to do anything. There's too much money committed at the goaltending position. I think the Bruins have the max you should probably commit to a goalie, which is about seven to eight million dollars for a goalie. I agree. Um, And that's on the
0: high end, for sure.
1: It's, then that's high. Anything past that, I mean, this is going to make it tough for Florida to do much of anything else. You know, you're committing 10 million to a a 30 year old goalie who's not going to get any younger. Again, it hits at the point. You cannot make your goalie the centerpiece of your team. It is every year this happens, people get so caught up in, Oh my God, we're signing an amazing goalie. That's awesome. But you're committing way too much money to it. And I know, you know, Florida just wants a guy who's marketable. They want a guy, they can sort of go, Oh my God, look who we have in net. You know, we have a really good goalie in net. you know, you should come to our games and watch them and maybe, and buy some concessions. (laughs) I just, you know, I don't, I get it. Um, but, I don't understand why they're committing that much money to it. And also, you know, this this hasn't been talked about today because this move happened a couple hours ago, but Florida drafted a goalie in the first round. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, that's true, actually. And, and I mean, goaltenders, I didn't even think about that. Uh, goaltenders take a lot of time to develop, typically. You don't really see many 19, 20, 21, 22-year-old goalies in the league. Sometimes you do. Uh, Jordan Bennington being 24 as a rookie, yeah, it's weird to see him not really getting an opportunity until now, but the fact that he you – know, whether you're playing as a backup or you're playing as a starter in the AHL, um, does it really make a difference? I think I'd rather see my starting goalie uh, get a lot of time in the AHL uh, and then maybe be a backup for a short stint before taking over the reins in the NHL. So young goalies, there's not many of them, and even if there are, you don't really know what they are until you see them in like their mid-20s. Uh, a lot of goalies hit their start in their 30s.
1: Right. And also and, – and to add on to that, um, Barbara, the, the goalie they just drafted whose name is escaping – Jared Knight, right? Spencer. Was Jared, Spencer Jared Knight. Knight's a former Bruin. Jared Knight is a former Bruin. Oh, my God.
0: Um, I believe he roommate. He was a roommate of Krug and Ryan Spooner. That's a oh. little further back. I don't know. I'm that,
1: <laughs> that's one great influence and one terrible influence. That now. goes like, way back to when you and I first met, probably. Go, back in – was that like 2015 or 16? I want to
0: say 2015.
1: I Claude Julian was coach of the Bruins back then. Yeah, it wasn't that good. long. <laughs> Patriots were still winning Super Bowls at the time. It was weird. Oh, oh I know, right? Um, but, no, I, I just – again, Knight is good, Is not going to take seven years to develop. No. Um, maybe they use him as trade bait, but I don't believe you draft trade bait. You draft somebody you think is worth developing. And, again, like, Bobrovsky has the no-movement clause on his contract. so for the first five years – Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but even so, even if he can be moved, good luck to any team wanting to take this salary on. So I just, I think Florida signed a great goalie for the short term. Long term, though, this is bad. And also, I mean, you know, they still got to add guys on offense. You know, like Ekblad's still on defense. They have Bobrovsky now, and you you know you have Alexander Barkov up front. And but other than that. There's not a, a a ton up front, and they still got to sign guys, and and I just you know again that, that sort of impacts the Bruins because it's all in the Atlantic Division. Um, so in closing, I want to ask you uh, the grand question of uh, through a couple hours of free agency, who has won thus far? Who's been the big winner in all this?
0: Uh, one free agency or one the off season so far?
1: Um. Let's go one the off season because that is a little short to say free agency. So we'll say one the off season.
0: I'm torn between the Rangers and the Devils because yeah. both of them have done just tremendous. It's actually insane how well they've done. Yeah, I, would I mean say Montreal if they get Aho and also getting Cole Caulfield, I didn't. I liked a lot of players on their draft board, but I had them ranked much lower on my own personal draft board, but they still got them. So it doesn't really matter how you get them, I guess, at that point. So Montreal had a really good draft, and now they can get Aho. plus the team's being built. But I don't know that you can look at it as big as the, the Rangers and the Devils.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think the Devils are the big winners of the offseason. Uh, you know, they get Subban, they lock up the back end, um, and then up front you have Wayne Simmons, Jack Hughes, you know, Jack Hughes coming up. Um, I think that's going to be big. I mean, other than, I mean, I think, you know, just on a local level, I think the Bruins did the right thing thus far in free agency. They're not overpaying for anybody. They added depth. They extended Clifton. You know, they let Nolichari go, who was going to be too expensive. Most likely they're letting Marcus Johansson go, who was going to become too expensive. Um, I was surprised that Zuccarello got the money he did. I think he got, um, five years, six million per with the wild. Mm -hmm. Um, he was a guy that some Bruins people were throwing out there. Oh, you know, maybe Zuccarello, you know, at four or five. Now okay. he's getting six. Thank God the Bruins didn't touch him. Six million a year for him I would not have been a big proponent of. Um So I think the Bruins, you know, this is the Bruins beat. We have to kind I bring this back to the whole Bruins thing. Um you know that team in Boston that plays hockey. Um, aside from the Pride, they're Is all that
0: what they do, they play hockey. Yeah, okay. They play
1: hockey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Pride are they awesome. lose family cups. No. Um, <laughs> it's funny oh, funny do. story actually, the other day, uh uh when I was at development camp last week, uh I got in the elevator with Blades and uh classic. I, I classic and I had to ask him, I said, Blades, what happened in game seven of the Stanley Cup final? And he got really mad at me. And I—that's a perfect example of me asking a very tough journalismy question that had to be asked. No one's asking Blades what did he do in Game Seven of the Stanley Cup Final. And I asked it. Um, surprisingly, he got no response. He gave me the cold shoulder. So uh, you know, poor, poor him. But uh, no, it's it's it should be exciting today. I, I would say free agency first day was pretty exciting. We had an offer sheet. We had um, guys going different places. We didn't have a lot of re-signs which I feel like, you know, happens a lot. Last year there was like one big move with John Tavares going to the Maple Leafs. This year I feel like well, I mean the Panarin deal is kind of close to that level, but I feel like it isn't that level. Do you know what I mean? Like I wouldn't com- I, I it's different. I mean the money's similar, but the hype for the John Tavares watch was huge, right? I mean, I wouldn't I don't know if those are comparable
0: deals. The reason it's different is because, I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. Players don't leave. If you look at the NBA, you look at, uh, you know, uh, the NFL even, players leave their teams all the time. There's no loyalty to your team. In the NHL, stars don't leave their teams. You know, you see a big trade here and there, and you'll see, like, a pretty good player every now and again sign with a different team uh, for probably way too much money. But you really rarely will see a player like John Tavares go somewhere else. I would say that Panarin is a very, uh, equivalent talent to John Tavares at a different position, but he had already played for two teams, and he only spent two years in each team. When you're looking at Tavares, he spent the first, what was it, nine seasons of his career or whatever it was with, uh, with the Islanders, and then he went to Toronto, which anything that happens with Toronto is gonna to be a huge story regardless, but even the build up before that, you had, what, was it seven teams that were looking at him or something like that? Yeah, the, uh, the right. Bruins Yeah, the Bruins. I thought the Bruins had one of the best uh, pitches to get them as far as money and uh, opportunity went. Obviously, it shows Toronto. It really didn't get past the first meeting they took with Toronto on the Friday. So that at that point, that was it. But there were a lot of really big deals and a lot of big players. I thought it, typically my motto for free agency is just don't sign anybody. Don't sign anyone to big money long term. Mm-hmm. Sign your depth pieces don't go and sign big guys. But then you look this year and you see a guy like Panera and you see Duchesne. Uh, even Johansson is a good player. Um, Pavelski was out there. I think Pavelski, we said he's old and it's a lot of money. That guy is a beast. That guy scores consistently. He is one of the best goal. Uh, i say top five goal scorer in the league. Uh, that isn't talked about at least. And he consistently puts up points. So there are a lot of big names out there this year that I thought were worth looking at for, you know, varying lengths. Three years for Pavelski is perfect. So it, it depends on how you look at it.
1: Well, the Pavelski thing, I think, actually, like thinking about it right now, might be the closest to Tavares. I mean, Pavelski sent, spent his whole e- career yeah. with San Jose. Agree, he's too. been the, yeah, been the captain exactly, and 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 now he's moving on. But again, it's Dallas. It's not Toronto. If he okay. went to Toronto, I think it would have been a little bit bigger. Um. Like, but anyways, farm, I'm gonna wrap exactly the same thing. I know, right? All right, I'm gonna wrap this one up. You- Sorry, What's up?
0: before you, wrap, can I just say one thing? We were wrong about Florida, by the way. We, you said that they need to add up front and, like, they don't really have much going on there. They added mm-hmm. both Nolichari and Brett Connolly. I'm pretty sure they're going to be wanting to stay on the cup this year.
1: <laughs> Those are going to be ha- headliners of the first line. I cannot <laughs> wait to see this. Just that's bring Barkoff, back Boston. <laughs> they, it's like they bring Barkoff into the GM's office. Like, Alex, you know, we're going to really upgrade your wings this year. We're going to put Charry on your right and Brett Connolly on your left and I think Barkov would walk right out that door and 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 I don't know what he'd do, but it would uh yeah, no, I that would be terrible for him and uh but no. Um do you want to do you want to pitch do you want to, um plug anything?
0: Uh I mean, be sure Cohen on Twitter and uh I write for the Hockey Writers, so you can find me over there, but other than that, uh keep reading and listening to what Evan does because he's great. And
1: so is Brandon. Brandon is great. Um, thank you so much for joining on this very busy free agency day. Go back to getting that uh, tracker going. I will go do whatever with free agency. I will think about things and react <laughs> to things and all that fun stuff. So, anyways, thank you for listening. Uh, This has been the Bruins beat on Cielanus Media. Have a great rest of your week.